You're listening to Her Voice Matters with your host, Jordan Murphy. This podcast is a safe space for women who have faced traumatic experiences in their lives. And with each episode, we will focus on creating a brighter future that will empower women to heal, grow, and thrive after trauma. So embrace your unique voice, reclaim your power, and step into your full potential. And now, here's Jordan. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Today, we are here to discuss with you things we would do differently if we were restarting over. And we have our lovely co-host here with us, Hannah, today. And she has some really, really good deep stuff that we're going to be diving really deep into today. But the first thing that I would like to go over that I have personally wished that I would have done more of in the past is honestly date more. I grew up in a very strict Christian home. To where I honestly kind of like had the mindset of I needed to marry the first person that I dated. And with that being said, that obviously resulted in a divorce and then me jumping into other relationships. And it was just kind of like a cycle of kind of the same thing, if that makes sense. So that is definitely one thing that I would have done differently um, growing up just to have more experience more so in like what it is that I actually even wanted, honestly. Um, so Hannah, I know you have something really, really good to say with your, with what's up next. So, so Tell we us. have very similar backgrounds as far as we were both homeschooled. We were kind of both grew up in that very strict religious, um, background. And the first thing when I started writing stuff down for this is I wish I could go back and give my 18 year old self a hug and look her in the eye and tell her that you don't have to strive per, for this unattainable perfection in your life. Wow. Because it is, it, it has affected my entire life. Dang. Because um, when you grow up in that kind of strict, controlled environment, it, it's rigid. Everything in your life is rigid. And it, it's, it's like a domino effect. It leads to so many other things. Exactly. So that, that's yeah. the first thing that, that I wish I could do. Man, you know? that's so deep. That's so powerful, too. Wow. So the second thing that I have on my list is that I wish I would have dropped out of high school. I know that might sound like really, really funny, but I wish I would have dropped out of high school and got my GED and started a freaking business. Like when I was like 16, my yeah. literally my little niece, that's what she wants to do. She literally wants to get her GED and drop out and start like literally go to trade school or start her own business. I'm like, dude, like I wish I would have done that because I was taught to go to college and get a bachelor's degree and I've never had to worry about money ever again. Yet here yeah. I am. How many jobs have I applied for? Like close to like 100 <laughs> literally yeah. in like the past like two years, I think like whenever I lost my job. So that just yeah. goes to show that like, honestly, I, I feel like going to college and every everyone ramps it up to be like this big thing. And it's really not for so many people. Like so many people are just out here. They go and get their degree. They spend 100K and trying to get a bachelor's or master's, whatever it may be. And then they struggle to even find a job once they do get out. So that's yeah. definitely something that I would have done. Um, dropped out of college or not college. Dropped out of school. <laughs> <laughs> dropped out. I would have done that too, dude. I barely passed. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I didn't even go to college. So you got one up on me. <laughs> that's that's impressive. What did you actually, did you go to like a trade? Didn't you like do something after high school? No, I worked at a 
summer camp after high school. Wow. That's awesome. I I grew up in that, that very, very legalistic mindset that girls don't go to college. And when you get out of high school, you find the first boy to marry and you stay home and you have babies and that, that is your mission in life. And so that, that was actually another one of the things that kind of goes on my list that kind of went along with yours was I wish that I had learned at that age how to invest money. Ooh, how yeah. to, I wish that I had, I don't regret not going to college at all, mm-hmm. but I wish that I had learned about business and about yeah. finances and had learned to manage my money mm-hmm. because I look at other people who started back then and they are leaps and bounds ahead of where I'm at in it right now. Right. You know, I'm, I'm 32 and I feel like I'm just starting to learn that stuff. Wow. Um, yeah. And That's it's, crazy. it's really amazing how the way you were raised affects so much. Yeah. Especially really. when you're that shattered because there's so much you just don't know. Exactly. I have no idea that a career or college was even an option for me. Wow. And so it took me years and I did go into, I started dating the first boy that gave me attention when I was Mm -hmm. 20. I ended up marrying him, moving four states away. I ended up in an abusive relationship Wow! because I was conditioned to believe that you marry the first boy that comes along because that, that it's just what you do. Right. Yeah. Um, So right along with yours, I wish I had dated. Yeah. I wish. What do you think about like courting, like always having someone like with you? Listen, don't get me started because my sisters did that. My two oldest sisters did that. They did hands off courtship. And you know who had to be the chaperone? You know who had to be the chaperone? Are you serious? Yes. Oh my gosh. And it was terrible. Wow. It was terrible. So since you like, you grew up that way, what made you like, how did you get out of that? How did you jump up out of that to where like, you knew that you didn't just want to, like, you actually really wanted to do something with your life and not just have kids for a living. <laughs> God, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm 32 and the youngest of seven and I am the only one in my family that does not have kids. So I'm sure, I, I'm sure that's a massive disappointment, but wow. um, honestly, it, I was in high school when I started like looking at, I, I started looking at colleges and like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was in rodeo. And so I wanted to do something with that. I, I love music. I played music and I wanted to pursue that. And this was actually yeah, just, this just a second. I, have on, I have on my list is I wish I had not listened to the voices around me that discouraged me from pursuing my dreams Ooh. because that mindset of girls stay home, girls don't go to college, girls don't have careers squashed any dream that I had. Wow. And I look back, I had access to people who would have taken me all the way to the top. Really? And that's amazing. Like in music and my music teacher at the time, he now is, he lives in Nashville and he's one of the most like 
well-known fiddle players in Nashville. Like he's, he's amazing. And I had access to that, but I let people discourage me Mm -hmm. mainly in my family and, and in that, that culture. And I just quit. Wow. And I regret it so much because there's no telling where I would be today. Yeah. If I had set those boundaries and if I had said, Hey, you don't get to dictate my future. Exactly. You know, yep. but I didn't because I, I didn't know I had a choice, you know, that's and sad. It, it's a regret that I have, but honestly, what I'm doing now is I wouldn't trade it for anything. Do you think that you'll yeah. ever pick up the fiddle again? I haven't played in years. You're not coming visit. Can you pull that thing out? No. <laughs> I would love to see that. Do you still have it? Yeah. Dude, that'd I be play amazing. The, I play the piano too. What else do you do? Um, you know what a mountain dulcimer is? You're from West Virginia. Of course you know what a mountain dulcimer is. I've never or heard that you... before in my whole entire life. Hmm. Well, I can play it. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's that. I, I need to look that up. I have no idea what that and is. And I know like two chords on the guitar, but that's Wow. That's really impressive. That really <laughs> is. The more you learn about me, man. <laughs> All right. Whose turn is it? That's yours. Okay. The next thing I have on my list is that I would have listened to a lot of podcasts. Like, I feel like I have learned more listening to podcasts like Rob Dial and Alex Hormonzi, Brad Lee. I have learned more from these guys than I ever have going to college in like years. I kid you yeah. not. It, it's insane. Yeah. What about you? Do you listen to podcasts? I do. You do? Who do you listen I, to? Uh, well, Rob Dial. I listen to Rob <laughs> because yes. yeah. uh, jordan murphy got me hooked on that yeah um but yeah i actually just started listening to podcasts you were the one really that introduced me to podcasts and wow. like really got me listening to them yeah it's yeah. crazy just how even if you just spend like 10 minutes of your morning listening to something like a motivation podcast it literally changes my whole mm -hmm. entire mood i feel like for the whole entire day I, I put one on when i'm in the shower in the morning yeah like just with, that, to, uh, with the cold oh. shower yeah, following that up with some five two eight A to Z music. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. You're next. Oh, let's see. What have we got? I wish I had not cared so much what people thought about me. Man. I think that's something that, that we don't relate to. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like every single thing on this list that I have ties into how I was raised. Yeah. You know, and it's hard not to just bring it up every time, but in anybody that's for, that grew up in that kind of culture is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But mm -hmm. you, you are conditioned to everything is about appearance. Mm -hmm. Everything. Wow. And so at, at such an early age, it was like, and it, it goes back to the, the everything having to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything was about how are people going to see it? Right. And it took until I was almost 30 to say, I don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I really don't. It took yeah. years, years. Dang. And I just, I get so sad sometimes mm -hmm. for that girl that I was. Right. Because it was like. I wasted so much time on stuff that didn't even matter. Right. And, and worrying about people liking me and worrying about whether I was doing everything perfectly instead of just taking risks and going for it. Yeah. 
and, and just figuring it out as I went, mm-hmm. you know, wow. um, I can definitely yeah. relate to that as well. Honestly, just especially whenever it came to me, like growing up in a Christian family and then also mm-hmm. helping out like with the youth group and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then going through a divorce, like, dude, I, <laughs> I really struggle with, oh my gosh, like, what are they going to think of me? And like, that held me back a lot. I feel like from even like whenever I went to college and stuff like that, like whenever I first went to college, I only went to where the first place that I went because my mom wanted me to go there. Yeah. I didn't even want to go there myself. I wanted to go and study business right away. Um. But yeah, it's it's really crazy because it was like I had an option to go to a Bible school either in Pennsylvania or in Indiana. So I chose Pennsylvania wow. because it was closer to home. And yeah. that was like a super, super strict college. Mm-hmm. Like we had to wear skirts. You weren't allowed to talk to boys. If you talk to boys, you mm-hmm. got like written up unless you were in um what they call it. Ratio is what they called it to where like you would have to be with me if I was mm-hmm. talking to like another man. Like one time I literally was cleaning up the kitchen. Because mm-hmm. we had to be like on cleanup duty. Um, mm-hmm. We had like specific days and I was cleaning up the kitchen and I asked a, a guy where the broom was at. And one of the RAs came up to me and she like, I almost got in trouble because I literally didn't have someone next to me whenever I was asking him where the broom was at. Oh, they would yeah. have hated me. I'd have broke all the rules. It was insane, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I, um, we could have, we, we finished college. I don't, I think it was like a couple weeks earlier like before graduation and we could have gone home but they didn't allow us to go home dude we had all these people from like new york new york city like all these like city people is hilarious in pennsylvania out in the fields of this campus picking up like rocks and mud out of the field putting it in trash bags like i'm just it was almost just like a that sounds like what what is that like uh, a labor camp that's it's it was like some sort of like I felt like I was like in the military or something like that like your bed if there was like a wrinkle in your bed you can get written up like one day I left my jacket on my the back of my chair I got like a um a written warning like yeah it was crazy that sounds a little bit like how I was raised honestly really no listen the bed thing made me made me think of that (laughs) when we got up in the morning this is how just like rigid and strict it was First thing we did was make our bed. We were not allowed to sit on the bed or wrinkle it up any at any point in the day. We did not touch the bed until we got into it at night. Dang. And you got in trouble if you touched it. Mm-hmm. What the heck? What's some other like weird stuff that you guys would get in trouble for? If you don't, do you mind sharing? Or can you think of anything? It was just very, very... I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this because really there, there's so much that's crazy that, that I could talk about. Um, were you allowed to talk to guys? Like, no, you weren't. Oh God. No, I wasn't allowed to date. So all. how old were you whenever you first started dating? 20. Okay. I feel like and you just put that I, So I, I moved out when I was 19 and very much against my parents will. My brother basically told him he, she's moving in with me, like didn't give him a choice. Um, wow. And so and then a year after that, I started talking to this boy in um, <laughs> history. <laughs> so that was the first guy that you ended up, the first guy you dated is the first guy you married? 
He was my first everything. Wow, first that's crazy. First, yep. That's insane that our stories are like similar with that. They're similar. And you know what's even crazier? We even have names of our ex-spouses in common. Yeah, tell that's, me that's even not, crazier. Tell me that's not weird. Also, to anyone that's listening, it's so funny. Like, people think that Hannah and I are twins sometimes because <laughs> I, it's hilarious. Like, I literally, my nieces and nephews literally saw a picture of Hannah and was like, hey, where's that picture? Where was that taken at? And they literally thought it was me. That's why I straightened my hair is so that <laughs> we didn't look too much alike. Listen, this is how funny it is. That's Probably funny. a year ago. My boyfriend sent me one of your videos on TikTok. <laughs> didn't know who you were. Didn't know that I knew you. And said, oh my gosh, I just found your doppelganger. And I was like, dude, that's Jordan. He's like, who's Jordan? I was like, she's not <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> and then when, 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 like, when I came on board with Her Voice Matters, and he was like, so who, who is she? You know, I was like, do you remember that video you sent me like a year ago? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's Jordan. He's like, that's Jordan. <laughs> It was hilarious. That is funny. What's really exactly. funny is how we ended up here, honestly. Because I used to spend like forever. Hannah would go live on TikTok and just eat food. <laughs> and just sit there. And just, I don't know. Her, her live event was the only live event that I would go and watch somebody eat on. And just sit there. And like prop her up in my kitchen as I'm like eating lunch myself. And then I'm just like, dude, I like, I heard more about like her story on her live events sometimes. And then I reached out to her to come onto the podcast. And then I'm not even sure how she ended up the co-host. <laughs> At this no, point, we just, I think we just realized how similar our stories were and that we both had the same mission and we yeah. both had the same goals for, for reaching other women who had been through what we went through. Yeah. And I know for me, like I didn't have that support system. And so that gave me even more motivation to build one so that nobody else had to go through it by themselves. Yeah. That's you know? so powerful. Yeah. And also, since we're on this subject right now, we have recently launched Her Voice Matters group coaching. We also just recently launched a 60 page workbook for anyone mm -hmm. listening right now. We will link that um, link in the description below this podcast. Because we firmly believe that the most important thing that you can do is surround yourself by a community, a network of women, especially if you are going through this. Like the worst thing that you can do is go through this alone. And yeah. it's crazy how much better <laughs> you will feel if you have a group of supportive women who truly get you and understand you. So we're going to be bringing in some very professional like therapists. Hannah's sister is coming on very soon. Um, to talk about, is it ET, EFT tapping? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So um, she will be on, on February 11th. We're going to be bringing in like big influencers, um, sexual assault, th sexual assault therapists, <laughs> like all kinds of amazing people. So make sure that you guys get in on that. That will be, um, I think it's the second, the second Sunday of every month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So. That is that. Yes, very um, exciting. Yes. And we, I cannot we, wait. Put, we put a lot of work into the workbook to take everything that we've experienced and been through and the tools that we used, you know, to get where we're at today. Um, yeah, to for help, sure. Hopefully help somebody, even if it reaches one person. Exactly. Is, you know, the stuff in that workbook, though, is stuff that people probably pay hundreds of dollars to learn in therapy, honestly. Oh, yeah. 
Totally. It's crazy. So what else do you have on your list? Oh, let's see here. <laughs> I wish that I had listened more to pe- people in my life that were older who had, had more life experience. Dang. Because let me tell you what, I was a know-it-all when I was 18. <laughs> Listen, I was I was a self-righteous little asshole. I was, <laughs> and I was being real and raw right now, okay? I thought I was better than everybody else. And oh it, my it came gosh. from that, that, that environment that I was raised in. You think wow. you're better than everybody else because you're just so perfect. And you know what? <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> it, it took life. Yeah. Knocking me down to get, like, I wish I had had some humility. You know, yeah. I really did. And um, I had some really amazing people in my life who were there for me. And I, I wish that I had listened to them more. I wish that I had surrounded myself with people who, and I mean, I was surrounded by them. I just didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> man, I look at, I look at kids that age now and I'm like, you're a baby. Right. Like literally like, what's like, was is that what I was like when I was that age? Because <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, no, but I wish I had realized that there is nobody on this earth who's better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, that's so true. we are all out here just doing the best we can. Yeah. And man, just never know what someone's going through. Hard way. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we all, I know I learned the hard way for sure. Your stuff is really, really deep. You're over here with like the deepest stuff, and I'm over here like dated more, dropped out of high school, consumer law, squats, and mentors. Talk about the squats. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. So this is actually really, really funny. My ex, um, (laughs) he, he was a firm believer that women who worked from home or had a desk job, they had flat butts is what he believed in. I thought that that was hilarious. I'm like, that is not true. But then he had been like, (laughs) what'd you say? That's not how that works. (laughs) Right. Anyways, um, after that experience and after just like going through a few things with him and then he would do like this weird stuff to where um, he would like take my hips and make my like hips smaller. Like so like like where he was making me think that like I was too fat Um, and he would make lots of comments about like how I had a flat butt. So yeah, started doing all these squat challenges, like 300 squats a week, um, like doing the squat rack like crazy uh, to where I can literally yeah. barely move, doing challenges with random people on TikTok, literally. <laughs> but anyways, hey, but you held up your you held up your end of that. And they dude, did, yeah, so. I did. Like it was like a seven they, day challenge. The girl like quit on day three. I'm like, really, dude? Really? That's so funny. It's hard to find people that wanted to do that, like 300 squats a day. And it was really, dude, yeah. And the the challenge that I seen or saw, however you say that, I always get those two words mixed up, but it was a thousand 
a thousand squats a day. I'm like, I can't do that, dude. My like my knees, that would kill my knees. Literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just something I've literally became obsessed with and just going to the gym almost like every single day. Like I probably go like six days a week. And I yeah. wish I would have done that like whenever I was younger, but I didn't have an example. Like my family didn't go to the gym, my family didn't hike, they weren't into like healthy stuff. Like I grew grew up on like lard and pigs. <laughs> oh my god i cannot Dude, I'm dead serious. my mom can cook some food but it's literally always just like Brad. real yeah. raw like i don't even real i don't even know what you even call it but yeah so it was that's not so, that's so funny because i was the complete opposite really everything growing up was organic farm raised we had a cow we grew our own food like and so i grew up very very conscious of what was in the food but not and that this is something else we could do an entire podcast on <laughs> my mom was obsessed with being skinny and so it was never about health mm-hmm. it was about body it was about what you looked like and so i developed a very unhealthy relationship with food because i mean when i was 11 i was on a she put me on a diet where i was starving myself to the point of almost passing out so that I would That's be skinny. Terrible. Yeah. Wow. And so throughout my entire life, I've had a very unhealthy relationship with food. I've struggled with eating disorders. I've mildly, not, not as severe yeah. as some people. Um, but when I was, how old was I? I was probably 19 or 20. I started running. Now you couldn't get <laughs> your girl to run now for anything. <laughs> horrendous but back then when I was had a little more energy um I ran every day wow and I was probably the most fit I've ever been and then life happened and got into bad relationships and depression and and right. here I am with Jordan being like I'm gonna drag your ass to the <laughs> so that's that's one of my goals for this year is to to get the gym and you know start doing some of those squats right right Uh so the last thing i have on my list is mentors (laughs) this is crucial for your success literally i was listening to a podcast this morning and the guy was talking about how every single millionaire they have no less than seven mentors their whole entire life and i'm like dang that's crazy and he was talking about how important it is to like for it, he used the like the analogy of if you if you're in a hurry trying to get somewhere and you go into the grocery store and you don't know where the soup or the bread is or something like that, instead of going up and down the aisle multiple times yourself, just go to the person who freaking knows that like works there and knows yeah. exactly how to take you right there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it may cost you more, but time is money. I was like, dang, like I'll never forget well, that just because. Yeah, I know, and like I have I deal with that all the time with people in like the digital marketing space. They they want to get the life I've had with like digital marketing and making money online and all that stuff, but then they're just like, oh, like I'll try to figure it out on my own, and then they end up quitting and because they get frustrated because they don't know what they're doing, and yeah. So I I really wish that I would have gotten a mentor at a very very young age, but I had no idea what that even was. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was until like a few years ago. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Learn like in our late twenties and early thirties. That oh. would have taken so far <laughs> earlier, you know? Yeah. A lot of things. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot things. of things that we're not even going to talk about right now. No, we're not. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Thanks for tuning in to Her Voice Matters with Jordan Murphy. Our mission with each episode is to help resilient individuals rebuild their lives, regain their confidence, and overcome obstacles that may be holding them back. To make sure you don't miss an episode, remember to like and subscribe this podcast. And as always, if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse or trauma, please seek professional help and support. See you next time on Her Voice Matters.